A lot of people pointed at the Blue Jackets injuries as a reason for them being so bad this season. But I've been thinking, what would this season have been like had they all been healthy? And I crunched some numbers. So let's talk about that on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets continues to be free and available and also uh, on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. Hit like, hit subscribe, uh, hit the little bell button below this video. You get notified when new episodes go live. Everybody wins. Now, today, we are going to be doing a little bit of a thought exercise here, um, because a lot of the arguments of this season have been, well, if the Blue Jackets are healthy, they're going to be a much better team. If the Blue Jackets were healthy, they wouldn't have been so bad this season. If the, if the Blue Jackets were healthy, lots and lots of, you know, what-ifs. And I love a what-if. Um, and so I thought I would take a quick look at um, what the Blue Jackets season could have been like, had everyone been healthy? Um, now, there are a couple of tweaks to this. Um, so I have picked, basically, I picked the top 13 forwards and the top seven defensemen. Because just assuming guys are going to miss a couple of games here and there, you know, I'm not expecting all 20 players to play 82 games. Um, and also, I looked at, in terms of goaltending, I said, what if uh, Corpusalo and Merzlikins Split the se- split the season. They play forty one games each, and um, I g- I left Corpusalo's save percentage the way it is. I gave um, Elvis literally a nine hundred save percentage, so I didn't even bump it that much. I just bumped it up to I don't even know if nine hundred is league average anymore. It used to be league average, but so I bumped his save percentage up to a nine hundred. So basically, this kind of like this thought experiment that we'll get into in a second is if everyone was healthy and played on pay so on pace for what they were on pace for, for a full 82 games. So, for example, um, Johnny Gaudreau's numbers haven't changed much at all because he only missed two games. Um, guys like Zach Wierenski have missed a lot of games, and so their numbers jump dramatically. Um, so I've got 13 forwards, I've got seven defensemen, I've got two goalies, um, and we're going to try and figure out round about where the Blue Jackets would end up if they had in fact, been able to stay healthy and if they had been able to score at roughly the same pace. Um, and so, you know, it's not perfect as far as um, arguments go, but it uh, it was it was kind of a fun, like I said, it was a fun little thought experiment. Um, and I think it's interesting to look and see, oh, okay, this is how much they were hampered by injuries. So um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to jump Jump right into it. We're going to talk about uh, the forwards to begin with, um, because the forwards are the ones that have changed the least for the most part. It was the defense that was broken, and the goaltending has changed a little bit. So um, Johnny Gaudreau will start off. Played all these two games, had seventy four points. If he'd played in eighty two games, uh, I've prorated that up seventy five points and twenty two goals. So, like I said, not a huge 
difference there because, like I said, he played basically all the games. Patrick Laine only played, uh, what, 60-something games this season. Um, Patrick Laine played in 55 games this season, um, had 52 points, 22 of those were goals. And so if you move that up to 82, uh, he would have had 77 points and 33 goals. Uh, Jack Rosovic, 44 points in 77 games. That goes up to 47. 11 goals up to 12. Boone Jenner, 45 points in 68 games. That goes up to 54. And his 26 goals goes up to 31. So that would be, you know, his uh, first 30-goal season since what, since, like, 2017. Um, Sean Corrales played uh, almost all of the games, I believe. He played 71 games. Uh, so 20 points goes up to 23 points. 11 goals goes up to 13 goals. Eric Robinson played 72 games. Again, his don't move a lot. Uh, 24 points to 28 points. 12 goals to 14 goals. Mathieu Olivier, 15 to 19 and 5 to 6. He played 66 games in all so he would have had 19 points and six goals in a full 82 uh kent johnson he played 79 games so again his don't change that much uh 40 points up to 41 points 16 goals up to 17 goals marchenko is another fun jump uh 25 points in 59 games would give him 34 points in a full 82 game season and his 21 goals would go up to 29 goals so he would uh score eight more goals but only get one more assist, which I think is very funny. Um, such a weird season. Well, we can't spend much time talking about Wachenko uh, because I'll spend an entire episode talking about it. It's such a weird season. Uh, Emil Bemstrom uh, played more than I thought he did this season. Uh, he played 55 games, had 22 points on a full ace two game season. That would go up to 33 and uh, seven goals would go up to 10 goals. Igor Chinakov uh, played... I think he only played 30 games. Hang on, he's in a different tab. Um, he played 30 games this season for the Blue Jackets and then was injured and then in the AHL, etc. Um, 13 points. If he played all 82, that would have gone up to 35 points. Four goals to 11 goals. Um, and then the last one, this is another guy that didn't jump as much. Um, Cole Sillinger played, uh, I've lost the, the tab that it's on. He played, I think, 61 games for the Blue Jackets this season. Um had 11 points. If he played the full 82, it would have been 11 to 14 points and then three goals to four goals. So still not a great sophomore season considering that the third of the points that he had last year. But I think that's that's a different thing. That's something we're going to talk about in a different episode is, um, okay, if injuries weren't the problem, then what was? Um, and I think that's a big a big thing with Sillinger. Um in a minute, we're gonna we're gonna keep on keep on rolling with this, but I do have to take a very quick break and tell you all about Built Bar because something super exciting is coming to Built.com on April twenty second. I don't have the details yet, but the excitement is real and it is something you don't want to miss. If you know how Built works, then I don't need to tell you this. If you don't know how Built works, they are the most incredible protein bars in the world. They do these amazing flavor drops, unreal flavors, limited quantity. Um, just every so often, like, I feel like I check the website and they've got like a brand new limited flavor. So mark your calendars, head to built.com on Saturday, April 22nd. That's this Saturday. to be one of the first to discover what the hype is all about. I can't wait to see what this new flavor is. And I'm sure you're just as excited. Make sure to use promo code locked on 15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that is built.com 
promo code locked on 15 for 15% off your order. So let's keep let's keep on going here because I have a lot more numbers to get through. Um, but as you can kind of see already, it's it makes a big change. So line A had a, a huge jump. Um, Marchenko had a pretty big jump. Uh, Jenna had a pretty big jump. Um, but the the defense is where it really is kind of like oh wow okay. Um, and the biggest the biggest jump is obviously um, Zach Wierenski. Uh, Zach Wierenski played thirteen games this season, had eight points in those thirteen games. So if he played in a full 82-game season, that would have gone up to 50 points on the season and uh, 19 goals as well. So um, that would not be a career high for Wierenski, but that's still, he was on a, a really good trajectory right up until um, he got extremely hurt. Um, his career high, oh, excuse me, that would be a career high for him. His career high right now is 48, which he had last year. Um, he had 20 goals in 2019-2020, but if he'd been healthy, the way that he was going and, you know, the the, the other kind of um, qualifier for this thought experiment is that when you get small sample sizes like Wierenski, maybe he wouldn't have continued on that pace, but 50 points out of Zach Wierenski would have been a huge help, an extra 16 goals on the year. And we're going to get into goals in general in a minute. Um, the other one that... Uh, has missed a ton of time. Uh, Jake Bean played, what, 14 or 15 games? Uh, Jake Bean played 14 games, had six points in those games. Uh, one of those was a goal. So he'll go up to 35 points and his goals will go from one to six. So we've already picked up, what is that, 21 goals extra on the defense alone. And that's from these two players alone. Um, at a Boquist, Again, didn't play as much as I thought he did, but I guess he did miss time for two different injuries and was healthy scratched for a couple of games. Uh, 24 points to 43 points if he played all 82 and five goals up to nine goals. So not the offensive output that we would have wanted from Boquist, I think. I think a lot of people expect him to score more goals, but that's still an extra four goals. We're up to 25 goals that we would have had from this defense core if they played all season. Um, Andrew Peake is another one that played most of the season. So he went from 13 points to 14 points. He only missed two games. Uh, and he I gave him an extra goal as well. So six goals to seven goals. Um, Gabranson also played most of the season. Uh, 77 games for him, I believe. Um, 70 games for him, excuse me. Um, 13 points to 14 points. Um, he only scored one goal this season. And I feel like if he'd played in those 12 games, like he maybe would have scored a goal, but like the math did not bump that average up of to, you know, if it was basically, if it was 0.5 or above, I bumped them up a goal. If it was 0.5 or below, I bumped them down a goal. So he would have only scored that one goal, but they would have had an extra assist somewhere in there. Um, Nick Blankenberg only played 36 games, had 14 points. Uh, if he'd been healthy all season, that would have gone from thirty from 14 points to 32, four goals to nine goals, another five goals to add on. Uh, we're at, I think, over 30 goals that we would have gone from the defense. Um, and finally, Gavrikov. So again, this is a weird one because um, I'm, I'm going under the assumption, and this kind of works for Corpusalo as well, which who we'll talk about in a minute. Um, if we keep... If everyone is healthy and the team is kind of doing what it is, then probably if they're in a playoff spot, they don't move Gavrikov. So he stays all 82 games. Uh, he had 10 points in the um, the 52 games that he played for the Blue Jackets. 
this season. So uh, prorating that out, uh, that would have gone to 16 points and three goals to five goals. So this season, the Blue Jackets, if I pull up my, uh, my other screen, the Blue Jackets scored 213 goals this season. If everyone had been healthy and scored at the same pace, they would have scored 258 goals instead. That would have taken them from 30th in the league to 19th in the league. It would have also taken their goals for per game from 2.6 to 3.1. Uh, 3.14 to be exact. But essentially, they're scoring an extra half a goal per game. So every other game, they're scoring an extra goal. Um, I don't know how that translates into wins um, because that math is just too mathy for me. But the fact that they are missing, like they, they should have had 50 ish goals more than they, than they scored because of, and like Wierenski is a big loss. Line was a big loss. Um, keeping Marchenko in the minors as long as they did was a mistake. Like obviously some of these, like I said, Gaudreau probably wouldn't have, of improved much but and then the, the other thing as well um and we'll we'll get to goaltending in a second is this is all just saying that if Gaudreau had like it, it's impossible to basically say well if line a had been healthy all season how many goals would he have scored from Gaudreau's assists you know so it's it's kind of it's it's tough to work out the math that way so this was like the easiest way that I figured out would be okay what if everyone played 82 games and we'll just go. We'll just go from there. We'll take the numbers that they have. We're not going to guess that you know Line A would have scored fifty goals, and Goodrow would have assisted on forty-five of them. Like that's it's it's not a helpful way to think about that. But I think it does kind of tell us a little bit about how injured the Blue Jackets were and how much offense they were missing because of those injuries. Um, it's a little tougher to kind of quantify defense. Into in in this because well it just it just is because I don't have the the numbers available for for the defensive impact of these players, but something we can look at is goaltending, uh, and we're going to do that in just a minute. We're going to look at Elvis and uh, Corpusalo, and if they'd both been good all season, like where would the Blue Jackets have ended up? So we're going to talk about that in just a second. But first, I've got to tell you about uh, eBay Motors. Because for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head on over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage, look for the green check to know the part will fit, or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you're going to be back in the game in no time. It's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's talk goaltending. Um, because this was, again, this was a, a strange one because I didn't really know how to um, do, do the math here. But... I wanted to look at um, kind of specifically if the forwards core and the defense core were healthy and if Elvis was literally league average goaltending is what I was looking at here. If the Blue Jackets had league average goaltending, how many fewer goals would they have allowed? So we're well, going into this. I assumed that they played 41 games each 
Um, Elvis, I did all of this assuming that he would have at least a, 90, a 900 save percentage. I believe his career average is 906. So I've actually bumped it down a little bit from that. Um, and Jonas Corposalo, I basically said, okay, well, we'll keep the save percentages that he had. So he had had 913, which is a little bit higher than his career average. But I feel like that probably evens out. Like, you know, it comes out in the wash. So numbers wise... Um, using all of these, uh, in 41 games, Elvis would have faced 1,214 shots and would have made uh, 1,093 saves. So that's 121 goals goals against with that 900 save percentage. Corpusalo was a little bit busier. Um, I don't know, against the way that the, the games worked out, I guess. Uh, 1,355 shots faced would have made 1,233 saves. That's 122 goals against with a 9.13 save percentage. So Blue Jackets in total would have allowed 243 goals on the season. The number they actually allowed was 329. So that is uh, 68, that's almost 80 goals. By giving by, by giving Elvis 41 games at league average and by keeping Corposalo, um, Corposalo played... They only played 28 games for the Blue Jackets this season. So those extra like 13 games that he had, if we'd been able to play him instead of playing, you know, Michael Hutchinson or John Gillies or Jack Greaves or um, a not NHL ready Daniel Tarasov, for example, the Blue Jackets would have scored, uh, would have allowed 80 fewer goals than they did. Um, that would have put them at 2.91 goals against per game and uh, would have put them 12th in the league in both goals against and uh, goals against per game. So that would have put them that would have put them in a playoff spot, essentially. Um, if we kind of if we it's t- again, I'm kind of spitballing here in terms of, of numbers. It's I couldn't figure out a way to um, go through and be like, OK, well, they would have had this many wins and this many losses based on these numbers. Like maybe that's something that I'll try and do in, in a little bit later on, because I, I'm not good at math. I'm an English major. So the fact that I got to this far, I got this far in math, I'm pretty impressed with myself. But I think the, the main takeaway here is the blue jackets. I think a lot of people, me included, assumed that the injuries were a huge, huge problem with this team. And I think that's correct. I think the injuries were a huge problem with this team. However, looking at this, goaltending, also a huge problem with this team. Um, Specifically Elvis. So like I said, I gave Elvis a 900. He finished the season with an 876 um, save percentage, which is... um, his lowest so far, we talked about that yesterday, about how his save percentage has been kind of going downhill, basically, since his rookie season. Um, but I think this this paints a really positive picture in terms of next season. Um, I would not expect this to be the roster that we see next season. Well, it's not going to be the roster that we see next season. Corpusalo is gone. Uh, Gavrikov is gone. Um, there are a bunch of other guys that might not be on this roster next season. You know, like I've I've listed six defensemen there, and there are at least two more that could potentially be on the NHL roster. Um, will Chinikov make his way back up from the AHL? Will Sillinger make his way back up from the NH- the AHL? Will Olivier be around? Like, will Jack Roslovic be around this time uh, next year? You know, it's 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 tough to say. I don't think this is the roster that will be going on open night, but um, 
And also, this isn't even, um, I didn't include him in the in the thing, but uh, Jake Voracek led this team in scoring last season and only played like 12 games this season. So it's, again, there's another piece missing that maybe he's, you know, he scored like six goals last season. Um, so, you know, it, would, it wouldn't have pushed them up too much more if we assume that he's, you know, maybe going to hit 10 goals this season. But um, that makes a difference, you know. Uh, Gus Nyquist, who I didn't talk about because he was traded. Like, if you move... Uh, let's say Chinakov and Sillager off that list and put Nyquist and Voracek in there, like that makes a difference. That makes a big difference. And I think this team next season, will they be this good? I don't know. Will they be better? Almost definitely. Um, But I think that hinges on a couple of things. Obviously it hinges on people staying healthy. It hinges on what the new coach does. It hinges on um, goaltending, obviously. And it hinges on this team putting together the season that we think that they are capable of. And that's not necessarily a given. And I feel like a lot of people understand this like academically and then they get into it and they're like, but what if though, but I'm not worried about how bad this season has been. And you, you look as well at the player that they're going to add at the draft, you know, maybe they draft a guy like Fantilli and he stays in Michigan for another year. Maybe they get Bedard and he comes to the NHL immediately and scores 70 goals. Like, it, it's so tough to predict. Um, so when we get kind of closer to the regular season starting up again, I'll probably do this again and I'll look at the roster and be like, okay, this is the optimal roster. This is the roster I would choose. And then we'll look at what the roster is likely to be because um, I don't think the same way that most NHL head coaches think. But hopefully this was an interesting thought experiment for you. It was a lot of math for me, but I feel pretty um, pretty pleased with how it turned out. I feel a little bit vindicated in yes, no. Um, injuries were definitely a big part of this team's struggles. Um, that's what kind of all I've got for today. Uh, t- uh, later on, we're going to do our first uh, player review of the season. We're going to talk about Sean Corrali, uh, what kind of season he had, what I wanted from him next season, things like that. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.